Hello and welcome to the most excellent 80s movies podcast. We are a, a day late and a little bit different this time because we are doing an episode that is not quite um, our usual review of an 80s movie. This is uh, a departure uh, based on opportunity. This is an 80s movies Q&A with Canadian icon, Kids in the Halls, Kevin McDonald. Uh, Kevin McDonald was in town at NCT at National Comedy Theater uh, teaching a workshop on sketch comedy acting and sketch comedy premise development. Um, he has been uh, someone who has come out to NCT to teach these workshops since about 2013. Uh, so we've sort of developed a friendship over the years. Um, anyway, I asked him to sit down and just chit chat with us about the 80s movies that, like us, he loves, hates, hates to love, and loves to hate. Um, I definitely thought it would be fun to get his perspective on uh, how those movies influenced him and his uh, comedy point of view and things of that nature uh, because he is someone who very much impacted my comedy point of view um, in the 90s my main comedy influences were uh, the kids in the hall featuring Canadian icon Kevin McDonald um, as well as the state which was a sketch comedy show on MTV uh, that featured Michael Showalter Michael Ian Black, Carol Kenny Silver, Tom Lennon, uh, Robert Grant, a lot of people who do a lot of things you love, uh, whether you know it or not. And of course, Mystery Science Theater 3000, uh, which has been revived and now stars uh, Jonah Ray, and it's pretty great then and now. Uh, so I was pretty excited to talk to him about other comedy influences and how he felt about the movies of the 80s, um, which was really fun when he started out by telling me how much he hates 80s movies. And feels they ruined cinema. So, that's fun. Uh, but I think you'll be pretty surprised by his answers to a lot of my questions. Anyway, I hope you enjoy this episode. We'll definitely be getting back to uh, our regular fare next time. Uh, we just wanted to include this as a fun... It's a fun something different. Uh, and if you are familiar with Kevin McDonald and his work, please go ahead and scooch ahead. If you are like, who is this Kevin McDonald fella? Uh, this is his bio. Comedian, actor, writer, and director, Kevin McDonald founded The Kids in the Hall with his friend Dave Foley after they met in Toronto at the Second City. And the television series ran from 1988 to 1995. In the troupe's television series and stage shows, he portrays several popular recurring characters such as the King of Empty Promises, Sir Simon Milligan, and Jerry Sizzler. McDonald went on to appear in a variety of films, including Boy Meets Girl, Lilo and Stitch, Lilo and Stitch the Series, an epic movie. On television, he has appeared in The Martin Short Show, Ellen, That 70s Show, Seinfeld, Friends, News Radio, Mad TV, Arrested Development, and Corner Gas. McDonald has also done voice work for various animated series, including Nickelodeon's Invader Zim, The Angry Beavers, Cat Scratch, and Clerks, the animated series. He also portrayed an imaginary friend named Ivan in the episode Sight for Sore Eyes on Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends, and appeared in the video for Roses by Outcast. And he made an appearance in Tim and Eric's Awesome Show. 
In 2006, McDonald hosted a CBC television special featuring several of Canada's best-known sketch comedy troops. I was called a sketch with Kevin McDonald and won a Canadian Comedy Award. He was recently at the Just for Laughs Festival with the reunion of Kids in the Hall and with this show, Hammy and the Kids, with Craig Northey, based on his two dysfunctional families, his father, Hammy, and the Kids in the Hall, as well as Death Comes to Town on CBC. Uh, the Kids in the Hall also just were honored with a Canadian Icon Award, uh, and he's pretty funny, and he is pretty great. So please enjoy uh, my chat about 80s movies with Kevin McDonald. And uh, don't worry, we are definitely going to let Nathan talk extra next time in case you miss him too much this week. So uh, the podcast is called Most Excellent 80s Movies Podcast. And my partner and I, um, he's a filmmaker. And we just review an 80s movie that either that we loved or that we hated or that we really loved even though we know it's bad or that we hate even though we know it's objectively good. Okay. Um, And we just sort of review it. And, like, you know, he comes from the point of view of a filmmaker. But he's a comedic filmmaker, so he's also funny. Um, and I just say dumb things because I'm the <laughs> idiot comedian. Uh, so I just thought it would be fun, like to just I have a, some weird questions. Oh, okay, okay, good. Like a game almost to ask you questions because I do think eighties is where movies started dying. Oh, great! Well, then I can't <laughs> wait to hear your perspective. <laughs> <laughs> I do. There's some great movies, but I do think that's where movies started dying. Because you know the old. I'll stop talking now. I'll no, no, it. keep I'll talking. Save it. I'll save it. No, we're going. We're already doing the thing. Oh, are we going? Yeah. Um, well, all right. I'll start by this. Uh, I think, yeah. Well, this is an old, old theory. But I swear to God, I thought of it before I started reading it. I thought. Oh, of it okay. <laughs> um, my old theory is, um, well, everyone's theory that I thought of first as a kid is that movies died because mm-hmm. uh, of, uh, this is an old theory, uh, Star Wars and, right. um, uh, and Jaws. And, uh, <laughs> they died because of Star Wars and Jaws. Yes, because okay. they, they were um, they were good movies. Yes, but they um, they were big box office movies, and they were uh, they were very good uh, popular movies. Yes, and um, it taught studio executives that uh, they can make more money by making movies that people want to see instead of uh, like just being creative. And then sometimes movies worked, and sometimes they didn't. Mm-hmm. So they they try to fit movies into a formula. So you get all the space movies, yeah. which now leads the way to comic book movies. Uh-huh. Um, Raiders of the Lost Ark, uh, Ark Star Wars, um, uh, Jaws, as much as I like, uh, I like the good stuff of Steven Spielberg, ruined movies. And then mm-hmm. 80s is all these movies that people are trying to guess what people would want to see in their big uh, mm-hmm. budget sort of cartoony things. And, uh, and here's another thing I have about the 80s. Okay. Uh, movies because I'm a movie buff mm-hmm. and I remember I was in my 20s I was I went in my 80s I'm from 19 to 29 but I was like an old man thinking mm-hmm. movies because uh, uh, so, the 70s was a golden period of movies it was yes. a golden period sorry if I'm too loud no no you're right <laughs> it was a golden period and then all of a sudden the 80s happened and um, people now who are in their 40s uh, when they tell me well if they say Back to the Future is their favorite movie. Mm-hmm. I've learned to... Just, just for context, I have a flux capacitor tattoo. <laughs> All right. So, but <laughs> please. Well, I'm going ahead and saying it anyway. Be honest, yes. <laughs> um, I've learned to be a little kinder, and I accept the term favorite, mm-hmm. even though I think it's crazy. Okay. Um, but, but when I hear them say the best movie ever, mm-hmm. I go ballistic. 
I, what, okay. You haven't seen Citizen Kane or Eight and a Half? Right. Um, or, or any of the uh, uh, Chimino movie? Not Chimino movie. Uh, Francis Ford Coppola movie or mm-hmm. a Scorsese movie? Really? That's the best movie ever? Um, you haven't seen Fellini? Uh, you haven't seen The Bicycle Thief? Uh, <laughs> that drives me crazy. Okay. Uh, favorite, I've learned to be a kinder human being, and, and I'll accept that. In my heart, I know the best movie ever is Citizen Kane, but right. my favorite movie ever, no one will have heard of this, is a um, Tony Curtis Burr Lancaster movie called uh, Sweet Smell of Success from 1957, 58, something like that. Oh, nice. And it's my all-time favorite movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not the best movie, but it's a great movie. Is it, And so if it's not the best, but it's your favorite, is that because like you, when you watch it, you just feel joyous like it makes you feel happy no well no it, the way i set it up it makes it sound like it's a guilty pleasure it's a mm-hmm. great movie okay it's really a great movie um the dialogue is amazing um uh the way it's directed by uh by scottish person alexander mckendrick even though it's a movie about new york mm-hmm. um it's a great movie and it's really about something um important um about what people are willing to do to each other to get ahead mm-hmm. um the dialogue is amazing in fact you know the movie diner 80s movie diner Yes. Which isn't a bad movie, though it was overrated. <laughs> um, there's a character in Diner that all he does, he loves the movie Sweet Smell of Success so much. Mm-hmm. It was already my favorite movie when he, I, I couldn't believe it because I recognized it right away. And all he does is talk dialogue from, uh, from the, the movie that's, that I love, Sweet Smell of Success. Oh, nice. The, uh, Diner, yeah. So that's an 80s movie tie-in. <laughs> yeah, that's an 80s movie tie-in. <laughs> Can you think of any 80s movies uh, that you, off the top of your head, that you do genuinely like yes uh in the early 80s there's some because it was almost like the (laughs) 70s well of course i love uh spinal tap yes uh spinal tap is one of those movies um that i remember the the time of day that i saw it i I remember what happened before it i failed an audition i was like 23 my kids in hall were young and struggling and i failed an audition for a sketch comedy show Mm -hmm. that they were filming in toronto um and uh I was still living in Mississauga, uh, and um, I was going to take the long subway and tra- um, bus home, and then I thought, uh, well, go see Spinal Tap now. I never saw my, even though I was living with my mother, she never saw me. It would have been rare if I was there for dinner. <laughs> um, uh, so I saw it, and I remember being so happy. It's one of those movies that make you so happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a comedian, it makes you happy that a, a, a comedy movie is that good. Mm-hmm. It makes you happy... Um, that it's about a band and the music's good and the way they work together it makes you happy about life. I remember being happy for days. Yes. Not that I'm an unhappy person, <laughs> but I remember being happy for days. Spinal Tap. There were a few good comedies around that time. Tootsie is like a perfect comedy movie, I yes. think. Uh, that to me, uh, but the movies that I'm saying aren't so much 80s movies. They just happen to be made in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't really like 80s, but, but Tootsie was a perfect movie. I thought Splash was a very good movie. I love Splash. That's more like an 80s movie that's very yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, I have a feeling uh, for Splash that the cast, uh, that the, the script was weak and then they ad-libbed well. Mm-hmm. And they, uh, they had a director, Ron Howard, who uh, so liked his cast, like John Candy and Tom Hanks and Eugene Levy, like um, add their own stuff. Yeah. And the, and the backbone of the story was probably good enough that it, that it worked. Usually it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Oh, here's a movie that Mark McKinney and I like. That's a, pretty much an 80s movie, but I, um, but I like it. Uh, Real Genius. <gasps> I love Real Genius. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Val Kilmer had the Bill Murray part. It's uh-huh. funny because when he did yeah. Top Gun, because he was also in that other good movie where he was a spy, the Top Secret or something. Spies Like Us? No. It was it Top, Top Secret? Top Secret? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Made You're by right. the guys who made Airplane? Uh-huh. So I thought of him as a comedian. Mm-hmm. So it was so weird to me that he'd be, like, he was Jim Morrison like a few years later. Yeah. And, in the doors 
Um, okay, here's another thing. Um, Oliver Stone. Uh-huh. Um, his first couple of movies were good, and then when he be- uh, and this is the eighties uh, when he, be- he became a di- uh, he was a good writer. Then he became a director. His first a few movies were good. Like Salvador is an amazing movie. This to me, what happened to his career as a director? Okay, Salvador is like a perfect movie from the eighties. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Platoon is a good movie, mm-hmm. overrated, but <laughs> but a good movie. Uh, and then Wall Street is goodish. Um, and then after that, it was all downhill. Like um, because he was really a writer. Dave Foley once said this to me that I remembered. I, I'm name dropping my friend. Um, uh, his movies. He tried to be like an important director, and so he tried to do like big panning shots and mm-hmm. zooms. And uh, Dave always said like this: watching an Oliver Stone movie is like a person showing you their new house, going. I could get about to be loud. This is my kitchen. <laughs> I redid the walls. This is my bedroom. And which is exactly <laughs> like how I felt about it. All right. I'll be quiet and you can ask me questions. Okay. No, that was perfect. My 80s um, uh, tirade. <laughs> but I like movies like Space. When I see, see 80s movie, I think Space Camp. Uh, yes. I, which I hate. Mm-hmm. Um, though I went to see it. And I think, um, and that's, uh, it's funny because there were some quality movies, but I think they were all Space Camp. That's, <laughs> They're all Space Camp. There's two movies, uh, yeah. Space Camp <laughs> and, and Final Tap. Yeah, yeah it's Final Tap. There's Final Tap and Space Camp. <laughs> Um, Spinal Tap is actually one of the movies that we've reviewed, and we uh, we give it a, like a rating on a scale from one to ten, uh, and we gave that one an eleven. Uh, I get the joke. <laughs> uh, so you already gave us an example. The rest of that I have are just like games. I have like one. Other I'm bad at games, uh, <laughs> as I keep telling you. I won't do short form. Yes. You'll be fine at these games. Right. Okay, so you gave us an example of at least one '80s movie that you love, several that you love. Um, what's the one you hate? Well, Space Camp. Besides, okay, <laughs> Space Camp. Is uh, the worst. Uh, what I, I have to remember? I wish I had a list of '80s movies in front of me. Back to the Future is overrated. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. it's overrated. What, what do you think is overrated about it? First of all, I'm being unfair because I've only seen it the first time I saw it in 1985. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I haven't seen it since. Um, it was. It's good. Like it, I like the pace of it, and it moves. The story's very clever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought I was going to see a comedy, and um, I don't remember anyone laughing in the audience. There were people just being happy and enjoying it. Yes, it's got that happy thing that Spinal Tap has. Mm-hmm. You feel happy watching it. I mean, there's a few laughs in it. Crispin Glover is really good in it. Yeah. Uh, Michael J. Fox, of course, is great. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Christopher Lloyd is great. Um, but there's no hard laughs in it. Uh, and even though I'm a weird comic from a weird comedy trip, I like actually hard laughs mm-hmm. um, in my comedy. But it was clever. It was fine. It was fine. But uh, I'd, I waited a month to see it, and I remember everyone telling me this was the greatest movie ever. Yeah. And I thought it was going to be as good as Wizard of Oz. Like mm-hmm. one of those magical movies. I thought it was, and, and so I was a little disappointed. Okay, that's all. Totally what else? Remind me of some movies. Like to me, the, the space camp is bad. Uh, okay, so we'll do this part. So I'm, uh, I'll, I'll read you just some '80s movies. Yes, and you tell me. That's better because I'll just forget. Snap what you think of them. Yes. Okay? Oh, this is good. Uh, airplane. I loved airplane. Yeah. I, I loved airplane. Uh, that's like for, 1980, so it's like barely. Yeah, counts, yeah I know. Right? You're being nice to me. The, the, <laughs> this is a movie I like. Be nice uh, at first. Uh, I loved airplane. Um, uh, you know, it was like uh, followed in the. Footsteps of Mel Brooks movies, mm-hmm. um, a parody, but it was sort of different. It was uh, it had visual puns, and it, w- it was way less realistic than even a Mel Brooks movie. Yes, and um, it's funny. Dave Foley always liked it, and he saw it again with his daughter a few years ago, and decided oh. that he didn't like it. To me, it's impossible to stop liking a movie that I've liked forever. But uh, mm-hmm. but Dave can do that. 
Oh, here's a great 80s movie, uh, Raising Arizona. Yes. And the, the first Coen Brothers one, I always forget the name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. Almost, I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, that one. Uh-huh. <laughs> Where it's like a oh, film uh, on murder. Blood, Blood Simple? Yes! <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I freaked myself out. Yeah, uh, the Coen Brothers movies are good. Airplane is good. Um, um, the, and they get everyone to play it totally straight. Yes. Which Mel Brooks didn't do. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got to cartoon it up, and, and that really worked that way. I was a big fan of those guys, Zucker, Zucker, Abram. Yeah. They were going to do a sketch movie 10 years ago, and I was going to do one of the sketches. In the, in the, they, they were like going to people, like for some reason, Ben Stiller and me, and, other, and, and I'd written a sketch they liked, and it was going to be, and then they lost uh, funding. Oh, man. But back to Airplane. That would uh, be a bummer. <laughs> and Top Secret was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, in a way, their crowning achievement was... Uh, um, uh, police Squad, the yes. show The Main Naked Gun, and I know it's a show, not a movie. Mm-hmm. And Naked Gun, the first Naked Gun is really good, um, uh-huh. but Police Squad was amazing. I remember gags. Did you did you see Police Squad? Are you, are you too young? No, no, I I am too young, but I have seen it. Yes, yes. Uh, remember uh, because uh, crime shows used to end with a freeze frame, mm-hmm. but in the police, uh, police Squad, they just um, hold still. They just hold still. So there'd always be someone pouring coffee. <laughs> And there was one tall character that his head was above the frame all the time. And uh, <laughs> I, that was a brilliant show. Oh, and those guys, they did a... I'm the only person that's ever seen this. Mm-hmm. Not even Dave Foley. It was only on once. They did a pilot in NBC in like in 85. And, um, and a, pi- uh, a pilot for a TV show. And NBC didn't pick it up, but they thought it was so funny they showed it. It was... Do you remember the TV show Real People? Or have you heard of it? Because you're young. Real People. Oh, Real yes. And it, they would, like, profile someone? Yeah. It, it was sort of like an early version of a reality show. Uh-huh. Where they would, um, like, normal people in small towns, uh-huh. but they have some weird thing. Like a guy lived in a phone booth. I'm making that up, but it, but it was something like that. They, yes. And like they a, would profile, like, oh, this is the Wisconsin dog show. And yeah, exactly. Show about the but there'd be something show, yes. weird about Well, they did a, a parody of Real People. Mm-hmm. And so there were three segments. Um, the other two were pretty good, but this one is brilliant. Uh, it was about a, a woman who claimed that... Uh, it's all made up. It's written script. It's, it's not real at all, of course. It's, it's actors and scripts. Um, uh, but supposedly a woman claimed that her dog could talk. Mm-hmm. And so the crew come in, and, um, and the woman says, oh, it's very nice uh, to meet you. I'll get you tea in a second. Have you met uh, Barky? I don't know what the dog's name was. I'll say Barky. Uh, that's bad improv. Uh, <laughs> and the dog comes out and says, very nice to meet you. Um, uh, I'm very interested in Hollywood. I'm glad you guys could come. Um, uh, and then they would ask the dog a few questions. It was very short, this part. Uh, oh, I like to run every day and chase things. Um, well, that's great. And then the woman says, oh, I'll get, I'll get the tea now. And as soon as she leaves, the dog turns to them and goes, she's crazy. The woman's crazy. I think she's going to kill me. <laughs> quiet, quiet, she's coming. And then she comes back in and, he's, uh, and it goes like that for a little bit, which uh, is amazingly funny and you couldn't guess it in a million years. Right, yes. That's great. Uh, yeah. Right. Anyway, uh, that's why I liked Airplane. <laughs> because I mean, they were funny. Um, they did a few movies by themselves that weren't bad. But their best work is Airplane. Top Secret was just like goodish, but not great. Mm-hmm. Uh, Police Files, Naked, uh, uh, what, naked, naked, gun. naked Gun. And um, that pilot that I'm the only person who ever saw. That's what they should call it. Yes. Uh, what about Vacation? Uh, um, National I liked, Lampoon. I liked it. Mm-hmm. But to me, it was uh, an 80s thing. Yes. Yeah, I definitely liked it. I, I would say it was solid almost. Mm-hmm. But it was an 80s thing. And they're, they're like Chrissy Brinkley in a Corvette. And, uh-huh. and then, uh, but Chevy Chase was funny in it. Um, uh, he was funny in it. John Candy has a bit in it, right? 
in yeah, Vacation. Yeah, oh, at no, the very that's end. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's yeah. at the very end he's of the, the very end. Disneyland-esque yeah, yeah. place, Wally World. Yeah. But there's a lot of 80s jokes, like kids swearing and, uh, yeah. and stuff like that. Um, for an 80s movie, it's, it's solid. By the way, I love Caddyshack. Oh, great. Yes, Caddyshack's awesome. Caddyshack was great because uh, like, people got uh, Chevy Chase and Bill Murray got to ad-lib and mm-hmm. uh, Ten Nights even good in it. Um, uh, Ronnie Dangerfield was the first time in a movie. And that gives you a fun, happy feeling. And, uh, and it's just sort of funny all the way through. Mm-hmm. I would say that's better than just an 80s movie. I, uh, oh. And, and it, it created a lot of comedies that I now hate. So again, it's like Star Wars and Jaws. Right. It, it began the kind of comedy thing that um, uh, that people do badly now. But it, uh, but I enjoyed it then. So you asked me about vacation. Solid, but pretty eighties. Okay. Uh, well, I'm sorry. I hate the theme of your show. That's totally okay. <laughs> I mean, I don't hate your show, but I that what your show's about is something that I've always. Uh, I hate the eighties. I kept saying in the eighties uh-huh. for movies. Yes. <laughs> well, I I love the eighties. Have you seen Mannequin? I did see Mannequin. Uh, yeah, I didn't like it. <laughs> I just remember not liking it. Uh, was Kim Cattrall the mannequin? She is. Yes. Yes. Uh, okay, here's a nothing story. Uh, we were on the set of Brain Candy, and our producer, uh, who we were trying to get fired, uh, tried to impress us by bringing Kim Cattrall, uh, Kim Cattrall to the oh. set. It was before Sex in the City, but she was still pretty big in Canada, and she mm-hmm. was very nice, and that's my story. Oh, that's a good but story. I, I just remember watching Mannequin and not like Andrew McCarthy? Andrew McCarthy, that's exactly right. You know why? Um, not only did I not like it because uh, it was bad, but I also didn't like it because it was sort of um, uh, ripping off a movie that I did like, Splash. Oh. Yes, I had not thought of it that way. Uh, absolutely like that. It's mm. just a different... I'm sure they pitch it. It's a bit like Splash and a bit like... It's like Splash, Gunga but Din. she's a mannequin. <laughs> it's like Splash and Gunga Din. It's like Gunga Din. <laughs> uh, uh, what about the sort of John Hughes... Category Breakfast Club, Pretty in Pink. John used it better than everyone. Okay. Um, I definitely like the Breakfast Club. Mm-hmm. Um, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I, was there one called Sweet Sixteen or something? Or Sixteen, 16 Candles. Candles. I ushered it, uh, mm-hmm. and I didn't like it. But of course, I sat out of order because there was a movie usher in the, in the old. That was the day, the eighties, when movie ushers were movie ushers. They had flashlights and they, <laughs> um, and you always had to go in and check the theater, mm-hmm. and, and you do it like four shows a night, different times. So you see the movie at different times. So I saw that movie out of order. But I, um, ah. did he re- have something to do with that? Did John he? Hughes, yes. Yeah, did he write and direct it? Yes. I didn't like that. I thought Breakfast uh, Club was good. I remember thinking it was good. It was mm-hmm. sort of about something, right? And it was Hollywoody. I, w- I, w- I wouldn't call it 80s, though it was. Uh, I would say the problem with that is more that it was Hollywood, but, but I liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, Pretty Pink was just, you know, okay. Uh, Uncle Buck was good because John Candy got to be in it. Yes. But it was, but the 80s, here's the thing about the 80s. It was the beginning, and now it's like this big time with Melissa McCarthy. Mm-hmm. Um, people like uh, Eddie Murphy and Bill Murray and John Candy um, were forced to be funny in bad movies. Yeah. Though Beverly Hills Cop is good, and mm-hmm. um, and um, uh, who else did I say? Uh, well, Uncle John Buck, Candy, I enjoyed. Bill Murray. Uh, yeah, Ghostbusters was good. Ghostbusters, I, I enjoyed. That's the one I asked you too. I just showed it. Uh, I show a movie um, once a month in Winnipeg, a comedy, and I uh, try to stay away from the '80s, but they had Ghostbusters. So I showed... <laughs> but now you've thought of at least four that you yeah. actually do like. Yes, um, I like Uncle Buck. That's John Hughes, right? Yes. Uh, Home Alone was just okay to me. I, he just wrote it, right? But, but Home Alone was just okay to me. Yeah, Christopher Columbus directed uh, Home Alone. I see it every Christmas with my uh, my family now because they love it. Um, so then I appreciate it more and now I'm liking it less. Mm-hmm. Uh, Princess Bride. 
Got to like that one. I liked it, but everybody loves it. I, I liked it. I, I, I like. I love the writer, like uh, William Goldman. He's the yes. guy that wrote um, um, uh, like everything that's brilliant. He wrote. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but um, Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid, yes, which is like my favorite movie, and all the President's Men and Marathon Man. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's a great movie. It's a great script. It, no, it's definitely good. Uh, you know what my prejudice against that? I definitely like it. Against Princess Bride. Okay, what is it? Uh, two things. First of all, people love it. Okay. Are you a bit of a contrarian <laughs> when I've it been, comes to movies? I just think they should deserve the, the love. I okay. think it's, I, I like it. I, I do definitely like it. Um, I interviewed Wallace Shawn about it, and he said he had no idea he was funny in it. And he said, the because uh, he was on my podcast, and he said the only reason that he was funny was that uh, Rob Reiner would act out how he should do it. And then he did it exactly like Rob Reiner. And that's, oh, wow. Uh, and that's why it was funny, because he was Rob Reiner. Hmm. Uh, there. Okay. Uh, and what's my other reason why uh, I don't like Oh, I know why. Because to me, I'm a Monty Python fanatic, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course. No one knows, Kevin. And um, it's a weaker Monty Python kind of thing to me. Oh, okay. Or like, or Terry Gilliam, like Time Bandits. It's, uh... Sure. Well, Time Bandits also from the 80s. But I definitely like it. I, I wouldn't <laughs> say I disliked it. Yeah, the, yeah, the Time Bandits from the 80s. Mm-hmm. That's the next movie I'm showing you. I'm showing you this week. This Wednesday I'm showing it. Yay! Yeah, I love Time Bandits. Everyone go see Time Bandits if yeah, you're if, in if Canada. Winnipeg. No, fly to Winnipeg. <laughs> Come see it. Uh, yeah, but I, I like it. I definitely like it. Uh, but it's not my favorite movie. That's fair. Yes. What about uh, like Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure? I love it. Yay. Okay, good. I love it. I saw it with Mark McKinney, and we, we just loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we loved it so much, we told Bruce about it, and we brought him back a week later, and, and we saw it. Sorry, Mark McKinney, Bruce McCullough, there are other guys in my troop. And uh, we loved it. Oh, because um, Mark and Bruce, before Lauren Michaels uh, figured out what to do with this, they, he hired them as um, writers in Saturday Night Live. And Saturday Night Live, Al Franken actually came up with this term. Um, aggressively stupid. Yes, uh, I love that, and we love it too. <laughs> and we like Bill and Ted because it was aggressively stupid. So aggressively stupid, and it was it was stupid written by a smart person. The same way that I like Steve Martin movies, like The Jerk and stuff. Yes, a smart person writing um, aggressively stupid things. Mm-hmm. Uh, when like mediocre, intelligent people write um, uh, stupid things, things it's, it doesn't work for me. But uh, I love Bill and Ted. Good. I, didn't, I don't remember liking the sequel that much, but it wasn't a horror movie. The sequel's not as good. Yeah. Yeah. They're making another one, I hear. They are. Yeah, yeah. Yes. It was good. very very important to me. Um, Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Loved it! Yay! <laughs> no, that's like a perfect movie. That's <laughs> Tim a, Burton and... Yes. Actually, that movie, uh, The Kids in the Hall, uh, I bring everything back to my life. But you're asking me. I am um, asking you. Uh, it was the last week before Mark and Bruce were moving to New York to see Saturday Night Live. So that the last thing we did together was all go see um, Pee Wee's Big, Big Adventure, and we loved it. We Yay. loved it. It's just a perfect movie. It's uh, it's like kind of scary in a cute, funny way, and uh-huh. and, and uh, it's just so original. I mean, the, the things he does in it, are just, you would never like think of yourself. Or, uh, mm-hmm. And the way the story goes, it's like a quest, but sometimes it sounds easy to write, but a quest can be hard to write to keep it from being boring. Yes, and um, and it's a quest for a crazy thing. It's bicycle, mm-hmm. like, uh, like it's brilliant and it's beautiful and it's dark and it's light and it's a, and it's a, it's a great movie. Uh, and it's like very DIY, like t- the way Tim Burton, yeah. like made and shot everything looks like it's something you could have made yourself. It might still be his, yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah. It might still be his best movie. I Arguably, think I that is arguable. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but I think it's a, in contention. Um, what about like the action movies of the 80s? Like Rambo, 
you got your yeah. rear like RoboCop. Um. I love RoboCop. Mm-hmm. RoboCop to me also worked as a satire. Yeah, yeah, um, it's really funny. Yeah, because it's really funny, like the the news clips and the and mm-hmm. the, the, the commercials that you. Yeah, see. what's the line? I could buy that for a dollar. I'll buy that for, for a dollar. dollar. Yeah. yeah, it's good parody, um, and also. Within the world of parody, it also works as an action movie because I am a comic book fan. Well, I was as a kid. Mm-hmm. Now I can't say comic book. I, I go because my family goes. Um, and I like Black Panther, but mostly everything else I didn't like because uh, I don't think every movie in Hollywood should be a comic book movie. But I, but I was a kid. I was a comic book kid. And before they did too many of them, and Robocop wasn't from a famous comic book, um, I loved it because not only was it good satire, but there was a um, sadness to it. Yeah. I mean, like he couldn't enjoy his family anymore. He couldn't mm-hmm. love his family, and it, and Flash's memories would go back. And it was, and what was sad? It's a complicated kind of sad. It was sad that he couldn't be sad, mm-hmm. but the audience was sad for it because we saw that he was missing, and also because it's it's a great comic book. It's one of the most heroic scenes ever. Is uh, I forget it. I haven't seen it for a few years. But he is he in a, like a parking lot or something, and he's he's fighting the giant, uh, the the bigger versions the of the other Robocop, robot, yeah, the giant robots, and he's really wounded, and he's he's crawling out, uh-huh. and he's still fighting, and he's crawling like that. To me, is so heroic, and, and I, I would say that's a great movie. Awesome. Oh, also, the, uh, here's another action movie I like, though it had the '80s problems of having too many assholes. Yeah. Every 80s movie had an asshole, and this movie so many assholes. Yes, and I love this movie. It's like Spaceballs, right? It's every we're surrounded by assholes. <laughs> I, I should see that again because everyone loves it, but I remember hating it. But I, I was in a bad mood. That anyway, <laughs> I remember the mood I was in that day when I saw it. I only saw it once when it came out. Um, but uh, Die Hard, I love. Yes, but there's too many assholes in it. Too too many assholes. Yeah, everybody's in, everybody's. Yeah, like, except for him. Almost everyone's nobody an ass- will listen to him. Yeah, I know at all. And the, his cop friend is nice. Mm-hmm. And the, Reginald Bell Johnson. <laughs> there you go. I, I love it. And also, it was sort of Bruce Willis at his peak. Because he was in that great TV show, um, uh, Moonlighting. Moonlighting, yes. Um, and uh, and later he was just a tough guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I f- like sometimes I forget that he was a great actor or like a really good actor. And here's the thing about him in that movie, in my opinion, it's just my opinion. Um, he's also besides being tough, he's also vulnerable, yeah. and it's one of the few action heroes where you think, oh my god, he might really get hurt. And he, and he's funny. And he's funny. Yeah. He's funny and he's real. Mm-hmm. And he's playing like that, that he wants to be together with his wife, but also he doesn't want to give in to his wife. Yeah. I mean, that's like stuff from a real movie, like a real story. Um, and uh, unlike James Bond, I remember thinking a few times, oh, maybe he gets hurt in this. Also, Die Hard. He, he does get hurt. He, he gets hurt real bad. He gets bad. hurt a lot on his feet when he's like, well, but uh, it's, I think it's got, I could be forgetting someone, but I think it has the best bad guy in action movies. Alan Rickman is amazing. Yes. Because he's not over the top evil. No, he's, he's just not. greedy. He's he doesn't super mind killing nice. he's, he's sort of super nice. <laughs> but also, he's cold blooded. He doesn't mind killing people. Right. Um, just, uh, but, but it's not, he doesn't enjoy the, the murder. Uh, yeah. Oh, I'd like to see them die uh, and kill them because that's the best way to make more money. Mm-hmm. Uh, kill them. Um, so it's, it's slightly more realistic. It's not over the top at all. So that helps make it a classic to me, too, that it's, um, it's a great bad guy. So that was another 10 when we yes. reviewed that one. I love Die Hard. I didn't like Rambo, but the fir- first blood wasn't bad. The first, fir- yeah, first blood yeah. part one. Yeah, yeah. That's more of like a movie movie and then it becomes That was like a real movie and then it became, uh, well, then it became Rambo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, what about, uh, and this is sort of a, uh, what about John Carpenter Escape from New York? Oh, I love it. Kurt Russell. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Uh, 
Because they did uh, two movies together, right? Escape from New York and um, uh, what's Big Trouble in Little China? Big Trouble in Little China, yes. And this is my theory. Mm-hmm. Maybe I stole it from a critic. Uh, or maybe it's my theory. I forget. It's that movie. Both those movies also work as parody, and they're also good action. Mm-hmm. Um, he's in Escape from New York. He's Clint Eastwood. And Big Trouble in Little China, he's John Wayne. Yes. Uh, and, uh, and he's really amazing at both. Yeah. Also overboard he's also very funny yeah no he's like over the top good uh, mm-hmm. and, he, and he's a he's a funny guy I, he, I, I was in a movie with him sky high which i, I know. know your kids saw <laughs> and um uh um he's really funny he's got a good uh, sense of humor i mean he's not really funny he's not a funny person but he knows how to act funny in a, in a movie do you like any uh horror from the 80s i do what did i like i'm sure i did I can't watch horror movies anymore now. It just scares mm-hmm. me too much. Well, 80s horror movies are sort of different. They're not like yeah. they're not like the horror movies now. They're like, you know, you've got uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday yeah. the 13th, Child's Play, that sort of thing. Nightmare on Elm Street and Nightmare on Elm, St- Elm Street 3 mm-hmm. are both really good. Yes. I forget why I think that. I mean, the one everyone likes that. Um, but 3, I remember thinking it was really good. I don't know why I saw the first 3, then I stopped. And then you were done. Yeah. <laughs> they, but- they get real weird after that. Um, you know, it's a great movie. Uh, someone mentioned it uh, in our workshop today. Uh, American Werewolf in London. Yes. That's a great uh, mm-hmm. horror comedy. Did that sort of begin horror comedies, maybe, in a way? I would call it. There's great comedy. In it. Griffin uh-huh. Dunn decomposing throughout the whole movie is very it's funny. really great, yes. That's been copied a few times in, in other movies. And that's John Landis, right? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. I would say, arguably, mm-hmm. uh, that's his best movie. I think that is also an arguable point. Yeah, it's very yes. good. Um, I think I, I, I Three Amigos. Three Amigos was disappointing. Okay. But Three Amigos, the backstory of Three Amigos is that um, the kids in Hall sort of exist because of that movie. In, oh. In my theory, in a weird kind of way. Because <laughs> Lauren Michaels quit Saturday Night Live in 1980. Mm-hmm. Um, and for five years, he tried to do movies. I mean, he was writing a movie about a computer expert. Um, and then he co-wrote with Steve Martin and Randy Newman. Yes, Randy Newman. Yeah, yeah. Who is also the singing bush in that movie. Yes, yeah. wrote the movie. <laughs> the movie has a lot of funny things in it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work overall. It has a lot of funny things in it. But um, his last stab in movies was The, the Three Amigos. Mm-hmm. Um, and when, um, the, when that busted, um, he went back to Saturday Night Live. Uh, and that summer he discovered us and hired two of us and then eventually hired all of us to do our show so if he if that movie was a hit he may not have gone back to center live the year that we got good in the summer of 85 oh wow that's a weird thing. i never um, thought that before but it hit me now. this whole thing was worth it just for that <laughs> little piece uh, uh but, but <laughs> I, I remember there's some funny things in it. steve martin's very funny and it's, yeah is that the one where, where it's uh, a bandito like the head bandito gets a gift of a sweater it's a sweater because yes. I remember they were about to give him a gift, and I, I saw it with Bruce McCullough, mm-hmm. and he whispered to me, and he said, uh, it'd be funny if we gave him, like, a sweater or something. And then he did. <laughs> that is PhD-level comedy yes. right there. Um, uh, awesome. So I only have two more things. One, is there an 80s movie that you think is genuinely terrible, but you love it anyway? Oh, probably lots. Um, well, I remember loving Gremlins 2. But I hear people Gremlins tell me... Gremlins 2? Gremlins 2. Specifically? All right, cool. But I remember some people agree with me. Some people say it's awful. I remember Gremlins 2, I would think of it as an all-out comedy. I remember mm-hmm. thinking of it as an all-comedy. I remember I saw it in Montreal uh, <laughs> for some reason. Yeah, there is nothing serious in, uh, in, in Gremlins, Gremlins 2. 2. 
So good. So I'm right. No one likes it. Uh, yes, but Gremlins One is also surprisingly dark. Like it's a Christmas yeah, movie, but yeah. it's really yeah, dark. Yeah, people get killed, right? Lots of people get killed in in sort of hilarious but also hideous ways. And like halfway through that movie, the Phoebe Cates tells a story about how her dad died in her chimney pretending to be Santa, and that's oh, why right. she doesn't enjoy Christmas. So right. it takes some little dark turns. Well, I remember, I remember really liking Gremlins too. I, I, I remember thinking, and maybe I feel guilty about it. I remember thinking it was like a very funny movie. Yeah, one of the gremlins like dresses up like Jessica Rabbit, like as a sexy gremlin. Oh, right, right. Yeah. Were there less dark deaths in it? Because I only saw it once again. I I haven't seen it in a long time, but I'm not even sure anybody like actually dies. Yeah. They went more for an all-out comedy. It was more for kids. And it didn't work uh, box office-wise, did it? No. No, there you go. No. You are an 80s film expert. (laughs) Um, And then... Uh, oh, what was the last thing I was going to ask? Okay, so uh, a lot of the comedy movies that we're talking about are the movies that sort of, like, taught me what comedy is, which is... Oh, like, I have another guilty pleasure. Okay, good. That people hate. I just remembered. I love, and I saw it with Dave Foley, and we love Ishtar. Ishtar? We love it. <laughs> like, Elaine May wrote and directed it, and, mm-hmm. and Warren Bean just... A, it's a good movie. It just got a bad rap because it um, she went crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, or the normal. She's a she's one of my all time idols, Elaine May from Nichols and May. Yeah, Nichols and May, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. And um, and so the budget went uh, crazy, um, and so everybody was trying to hate it. It's just like a normal little comedy, but it, I've it, never seen it. It's a good movie. It's, it's a ben good Kingsley, comedy, right? Who Ben Kingsley or no, no Dustin Hoffman? Dustin Hoffman and Warren Beatty. Okay. It's a it's sort of like uh, an on the road movie, uh, mm-hmm. like with Bob and Bing. That's what they were trying to do. And um, I think it's very funny. I remember laughing a lot at it. The, the one image that I remember, like there is, they're trapped in the desert for some of the movie, and um, they haven't eaten for a few days or drink water. And it's funny because they're in their showbiz clothes. But what's really funny is that the vultures are getting closer and closer mm-hmm. to them, like thinking that they're going to die. I think that was fun. Uh, but it's a good movie. Sorry, <laughs> what's your last question? Oh no, I was going to say like uh, what what, um, and they don't have to be from the '80s, but what movies would you recommend? Like that sort of baked in your like programmed your brain for comedy. Well, Spinal Tap. Okay. Good. Uh, Spinal Tap. Um, uh, I'll, I'll stick with eighties Time Bandits, uh, Money Python, Meaning of Life. I remember I was an usher. Uh, Dave hadn't got the usher job yet, so I was the only usher, and um, it was opening on Friday um, in the Mississauga Theater. It's a suburb outside of Toronto where I grew up, and. Um, um, I wasn't working Friday, so I got tickets for Dave Luch and I uh, to see. So we saw the first show, the first show in the afternoon show, and we loved this so much. I, re- I remember Dave saying, um, yeah, we're so much older than them now. I, I think <laughs> only one of them was over 40. Uh, but he said, wow, even though they're, they're old, they, they've still got their bite to them. <laughs> um, and they're like, still making movies and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Too, yeah. yeah. It's an uneven movie by their standards. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but it's about something, and you feel something about it, and um, and two thirds of the comedy works. What do you think of Holy Grail? Uh, oh, Holy Grail is my favorite movie. Oh, yeah, uh, Monty Python. Okay, uh, it's um, okay. The, the favorite and best. Uh, Holy Grail is my favorite mm-hmm. because it, it's the funniest. But I know in my heart that the best is Life of Brian because mm-hmm. it's about something. Yeah, that's important to me. Uh, to me, it's about uh, not being a follower. Um, uh, have your own independent uh, sense of thought 
and it's hilarious. And they have a they have a story. They actually have a, a story. Holy Grail is a fake story that they're yeah. searching the Holy Grail. But Holy Grail is my favorite. But um, uh, but the best movie they did was Life of Brian. Awesome, perfect. Um, that's it. So thank you so much. Yeah, that was I, fun. Yeah, I uh, thank you, Kevin McDonald. Thank you. <laughs> that's all. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Uh, I hope you enjoyed our chat with Kevin McDonald. Um, if you want to hear more of his uh, sketches, check out Kevin McDonald's Kevin McDonald Show podcast. It's pretty great. Uh, Wallace Shawn, Michael Showalter, Michael Ian Black, Paula Tompkins, all of these people guest on the show, and it's wonderful. Um, I Also, my deep cut recommendation for this episode is uh, watch the kids in the hall and find a Kevin McDonald sketch workshop near you he goes all over the world uh so when he comes to your town check him out because he has a lot of really wonderful things to teach you we are back uh in two weeks for our next episode which will be on time i promise and we'll feature an actual 80s movie uh we are watching vibes which is a nearly impossible to find 80s movie starring jeff goldblum and cindy lopper uh, it's so hard to find that we have sort of a bootleg copy and Nathan and I are going to have to hang out and watch it together uh, and then we'll record right after. So we're really excited to see you then. As always, keep the most excellent podcast motto in mind. Be excellent to each other and you cannot avoid the puppies of purgatory.